Appreciate y'all tuning in to another episode of the Bliss is Ignorant podcast, man. I'm comedian Jay Bliss. And yo, today, man, I have the pleasure of being joined by one, another one of my comedian compadres, man. I know this brother through uh, social media channels and through likenesses as far as friends, because we have not met in person at all. But this comedy business will afford you opportunity to gain friends without even meeting people, man. So <laughs> Shout out What's to my up? man A Train for being on the Bliss Ignorant podcast. A Train, welcome to the podcast, man. <laughs> What's up, my brother? Hey, nothing yeah, much, man. man. Listen, man. So, um, I will tell you that I've known you or your name, for that matter, for probably ten years. Really? Like, hell yeah! I mean, not even less. No, no less than ten years. And wow. it's funny because your name comes up. Um, when it comes to hospitality, man, no one speaks of hospitality. They're going to be like, yo, man, you got to get up with my man, a train. Somebody say something about Jacksonville. <laughs> Somebody say something about Jacksonville. They be like, yo, you got to get up with my man, a train. Or you go, yo, I got I got a show in Jacksonville. Oh, you doing something for a train? Like, nah, man, I'm down there for something else, man. You know what I mean? So it's, um, I think your name is synonymous with Jacksonville. And, wow. um, just, I guess if, if you're a comedian in the area, your name and your wife, that, that's you the people to know. Wow. You know what I mean? So um, that's what's up, man. That's what's yeah. up. Well, that's what's up. It's good to know. It's good to know that if your name is out there, that people have nice things to say about you. Cause you know, it's hard to be a comedian uh for as long as we have been. And we haven't even been doing it, you know, a whole lot. But you know, right. some people have been in 25, 30 years, but you it's hard to be in it this long and not have somebody to, to say something kind of crazy about you. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It happens, man. It happens, brother. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. 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 But it's good, man. I just try to, my thing is, I just try to, you know, uh, of course, fulfill my dream uh, one stage at a time. And mm. then at the same time, I try to, you know, treat people right, man. I treat comics right. Uh, because we know how the how the clubs treat us, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. You know, you know how the business is. So it's like you know, being a comic and you know being exposed to that. It's like okay, let me try to do something to make sure I love on you know these cats when they you know what I'm saying come through or you know what I'm saying we lay it all out for them. You know what I mean? And so mm -hmm. I guess over time, you know that word has gotten back. It's like hey, you know what I'm saying if you go to Jacksonville, train. And his wife Tracy gonna treat you right. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So, yeah, yeah. Well, you know yeah. The, the thing. The thing you bring up is is funny because you know um, clubs clubs treat comedians a certain way because comedians allow that to happen. The Man. the the hard part about changing the culture of how a club treats a comedian really depends on the fact that um, you know for what you won't stand for. Mm -hmm. Some hungry person trying to get stage time will allow the club to do that. So wow. we can't get a solidarity with how we want to be treated because there's always going to be somebody to go, I don't care. I just want five minutes. And, it, and it's like you will never. That's why that's why comedians will never be able to unionize. Mm, man, we was just talking about this yesterday in Clubhouse, in a room in Clubhouse. And uh -huh. I was talking about, you know, like trying to sift out what the real issue is with comics within our community not really being in the seat that we should be in concerning mm -hmm. these clubs. But, mm -hmm. and, and uh, in that conversation, uh, it just kind of morphed into, you know, the same thing that, 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 uh, that 
has stricken us as a community has spilled over to the comedy world. And we see that being the same problem that's They're keeping fighting. us from, from being where we need to be with this comedy thing, with the clubs, with the ownership, you know what I'm saying? And that positioning. And, and, and it's crazy because if, if, if black people was removed from the world of comedy, these clubs wouldn't make it. Not at all. Like, 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 like I mean, I, saw, I think I put a video up of, uh, I put a video up a couple of weeks ago of uh, what the hell are you doing? And uh, it was, uh, it was uh, some white people dancing around to um, what I think of the cha-cha slide or one of them slide dances. Yeah. yeah. I was like, man, what the hell are y'all doing? Like, listen, <laughs> If, if black people would, didn't exist, bro, like, like it, this would be, I mean, you would have, it would be bland as hell. People got to realize, <laughs> realize how dope black people are. And when it comes to comedy, For um, real, man. naturally funny, like, you For know, real. like, like the, the, the hilarity, the hilarity of, of what black people bring in or how we pose questions or answer people. Um, is all a result of, of of being brought up right in a black mm-hmm. household, right? Like mm-hmm. like like everybody's mom had the same answers to uh, quit, get the hell out of my face, or right, like, right, right, right. We're gonna get it. Well, we gonna get an Easter basket. Yo, you better get the Easter basket <laughs> hell out of my face. Ain't nobody got no Easter basket money. I don't know what you think this is, you know. And every right, mom right. had the same answer, you know what I right. mean? But you Mama, listen, can we go to McDonald's? You, you got, got some, some McDonald's, McDonald's bottles, honey? You better McDonald's your ass up out my face. Like like everything had to do with ass and out your face. Like that was the right. two things that your mom, you know. And it's like you know that, that kind of stuff is just passed down and. and uh, you know, when I'm on like, you know, social media or clubhouse and the responses that people have, the quick wittedness yeah. of, of black people um, is always amazing to me when I, when I say <laughs> like, like when you, when you, when you have to put your phone down because someone says something, you go, you know what, well, I'm just, I'm done tonight. <laughs> I can't continue right. more. You know what I mean? It's like, right, uh, right. it's like, it's, it's funny, man. Um, I love my people, um, yeah. but, but I hate, I hate that all of us don't think the same. Yeah, um, because you know, um, like I was talking about before, there are some people that are really, really hungry to get into the club scene, mm-hmm. but what they don't realize is uh, we're playing a role when we step into that club scene. It's it's no different in corporate America, right? Like I'm, I'm gonna be who I am. Right. The reason why I continue to get club dates, the reason why I continue to the clubs continue to book me is because I am professional. Right. I don't come in with an attitude. I don't come in trying to Hollywood the room. I am on time. Right. I, I stick to my time on stage. I tip the wait staff. I treat See? the management well. Uh, I speak to people when they right, come. Man. I, right. I, I, I shake hands with the audience when I'm done. I'm not an asshole when I walk in. That's um, it. When all of those things happen and they go, wow, this guy is on it, right? Yeah, man. But then the following week, you get the comedian that comes in and he's the total opposite. And then we go, man, no more just ain't booking me. Well, I wonder why, man. See? Like, stop walking in trying to think, like, making everything about you. You're there temporarily for the weekend to do your time on stage. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get in, get out, and get gone. And when, you know... When you, when you when you sit back and you look at what people are doing on stage, 
I'm like, that wasn't even that impressive. You know, it's like, <laughs> why go into a club and you only got 25 minutes or 40 minutes on stage and you doing music cues? Like, come on, man. Let's do material. <laughs> let's get some jokes in here, man. And let's 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 get it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. you're gonna do white people do this, black people do that for the whole show. Like, really? That's what we're gonna do. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you know, like, it's like grow a little bit, brother. Like, it's too much stuff out there that we can talk about. Um, that 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 makes us better. I think yeah. I was in a room with you on Clubhouse where people were coming in trying out new material, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, now I will say this. I will say this. I, I am, I, I would say my craft in this comedy game is I am very good at giving feedback. Like I am very good at dissecting someone's material and telling them where to start and what the, where their gem is within that, yeah, that premise, yeah, right? Yeah and, yeah. and I felt like I was giving really good feedback. My problem is, is anytime I come up with something, no one wants to give me feedback. Really? Because here's the thing, um, I, I think things out really intricately, right? So before mm -hmm. I mention it, I've already worked out the the working pieces. Yeah, right? yeah. And then some people be like, man, that's so intricate. Yeah, man, you good. And I go, no, man, I'm no, not good. No, like, no. Like, yeah. like, 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 come on, give me, give me some more. You know what I'm saying? Right, and they, they right. just sit there like, nah, man, that's, I think that's straight. And then they just sit there and nod their head and I go, man, Fuck y'all, like, like y'all. <laughs> like, so, so it's 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 good, man. But you know, sometimes yeah, I love being around. Like, um, and y'all tell you who gives me the most feedback a lot is the younger comics. Okay, like a younger comic that don't know no better. Like you get off stage and like, yo, man, I like when you did such and such, such. But I'm gonna tell you what you might want to do. You be like, what? Like, go ahead, like, what, like what, what, what should I do? You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? It's it's funny. That's the that's the irony of a novice, man. You it is, saying? man. But you know what, man? I accept it because, um, you know, just like, you know, this game, like, I never look down at somebody who just started. I never look crazy Absolutely. at somebody that's featuring or somebody that's trying to headline or somebody that's never been on the road. Be like, yeah. we all been at one of your spots. We all been at one of your spots. So right. it's like, yo, brother, like, you know, keep doing your thing. Um, yeah. I, I try to tell a host when I meet them for the first time, like, Hey man, you might not want to cuss when you want the stage as a host. And they're like, why not? I'm like, because you don't know if your feature or headliner curse. Like, See? why are you changing the room based off your material if you haven't talked to them about what they do? See? Yeah, you know and you I mean? know, and a lot of a lot of times, you know, in my experience, you know, that host, it it appears as if they don't do their homework. Right. You right, know what right, I'm right, saying? Right. Uh, uh, and I don't know if they just excited. They're so excited to be on stage. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, I saw a host. I was doing this uh, this gig down in Central Florida one time, and the host came in there, man. And the question that he asked, I'm like, so, so you ain't look nothing up, huh? You know, it's like so. so and he was like, "Well, you know, I mean, I, I want." I said, "No, bro." I said, "I said, you tell me what you what what you find with your what did you Google?" You know what I'm saying? Right, and it's right. like, and it's like, you know, what you're saying is so true because a lot of times people operate in a bubble. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. And they don't understand that you know this thing is a uh, is a is a relay race. You know what I'm saying? And you have to pass that baton, but in order to pass that baton, you got to know your part, 
you got to know where the person, you got to know where that person is located when you get ready to pass the baton. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it all ties in together, like you said. Um, um, and one of the worst things you can have is what we call a host liner. <laughs> it's like, bro, all we need you to do is just, you know, throw these announcements, touch the crowd a little bit, and get out of there. But you in there, you trying to you trying to headline as a host, and you're wearing the people out. Yeah, yeah. That's you know what, man. Um, and that's tough when someone has to go talk to a person like that. Um, because obviously they have a warped imagination as to how important they are. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You are important, but you got to realize what your role is for this specific show. Right, not right. Not to be a host liner. It's not to, it's not a, about you. Mm-hmm. It's about, mm-hmm. the, it's about the flow of the show. Right. And, you know, if you are that great, you can kill him in seven <laughs> and make your mark and keep it moving. And you keep it moving, man. Yeah. The thing about it is, why you got to keep doing material between every act? Like that's not how. Oh my god! The oh only time, god. the only time you supposed to do material in between an act is if the person that just got off stage bombed to no end. And you know, I think it comes from, uh, you know, just I don't know. I wouldn't say a lack of exposure, but I think certain regions, you know, of the country. I've noticed people, they flow differently. And mm-hmm. that doing 10 and 15 minutes between each comic, you have some cities, it's like, they think that's what a host's supposed to do. And it's like, bro, do you realize if the if the headline is going to do 45 to 60, your, your feature is doing 20 to 25, and then let's say the opener's going to do, they're going to give him 10, Mm-hmm. And then you're hosting and you're going to do time in between all that. You know how long we're about to be in here all mm-hmm. because of you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's like, they don't understand that. You don't like, like, but a lot of the, I hate to say it this way, but you know, your, your mainstream clubs or your white rooms, mm-hmm. you, you, you understand like, Oh, okay. So the host, you do your little time up front, bring that, bring the, uh, you know, the, the next comic up when he wraps up, you go back out. Y'all enjoy that. That's what's up. We're going to keep this thing moving. You know what I'm saying? Then you pass it on. You don't do another 15, nope. 20 minutes. Nope. Nope. Not at all. But the th- thing about it is, is like they keep that structure and and then we just freestyle it when we do our shows. And I go, you know, why can't we do it the way it's supposed to be done? Because believe it or not, people don't understand that there's only there's only a certain amount of laughs per show. That's an hour and a half. Like, Man, After an hour on, and a half, man, people—you can't even sit in a movie theater for two hours and laugh. Right. That's why I said that you wearing the people out, and right. you're you're depriving the headliner mm-hmm. of what he's supposed to have to work with. Yeah. All because of your level of insecurities and you trying to prove yourself and all that, and don't comprehend that it's not about you. It's more so about the role that you're fulfilling. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That adds uh, 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 quality to the show. You know what I'm right. saying? So it's like, you know, yeah, you're hosting, but it's not about you. It's about the element of the of hosting. You know, right. you bringing that crowd in because they just came in from outside, standing in line, you know, waiting on their drinks, waiting on their food. And you know what I'm saying? It's a lot going on. And that host comes out to kind of set the atmosphere. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? 
the, the set the trajectory of like we're going in this direction here you know what i mean and do you have a lot of comics uh, a lot of hosts that i've seen especially like here in the south where they don't operate in a format that conditions the room for comedy okay for example you talked about the comedian going up and doing all these music cues right there's another aggravating comic that goes up and he don't do material at all all he's doing is crowd work. Huh. So, yeah. and, and, and me and one of the, uh, me, and, me and one of my homies were talking about this at a show we did and he brought this up. He was like, man, all this dude is doing is crowd work. He says, so he's not setting the room up for, like you said earlier, the type of comic, the headliner, the headliner is doing bona fide material. Right. The feature is doing bona fide material. Right. So when you go up, for 15 minutes doing nothing but crowd work. So when the feature comes out and stands flat footed to do material, now the room is looking like, oh, what's wrong with him? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, ain't nothing wrong with him. He's doing what he's supposed to do. The, the, the host set us up in the wrong direction. Yeah, because now you got people heckling and all of those other type of things that See go on saying? because they feel like that's the energy that the room is supposed to be in. See what I'm saying? So, it, you know, it's, um, and you, everybody's been through that before. You know what I mean? Yeah. You go, man, what's yeah. up with this crowd? I mean, the host just did that. You know, they're, right. like, they're sitting there going, <laughs> they're like, what do you mean? Like, he just set up the room that way. Like, he you know what I mean? set the room up that way. Yeah, uh, But, you know, but I, I'm all, you know, I'm I'm smart enough where I get on stage and I'll, I'll, I'll acknowledge that shit. I'm like, hey, your host just came out here and listen, I'm going to tell you right now, don't nobody say shit to me while I'm on the stage. <laughs> That's not what we about to do. You understand right, what I'm saying? Like, right, right, like right. I've seen I've seen Ali Sadiq come on stage. You know, Ali gets on stage and sits down. Right. I've seen him get on. I've, I've seen him get on stage and then people get yelling out. He go, "Hey, hey, don't do that. That's not what we. That's not what we doing because uh, we're adults in here, and mm-hmm. I'm assuming that everybody know how to act." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. like, I go, I go, mm-hmm. I go, is he berating everybody? Like, that joke is so funny. <laughs> but it's like, dude is sitting Ali. down, this dude is sitting down talking. So he already changed up the environment of the room straight up. Yes. You know what I mean? So and it's, he's, yeah. He's in control from the moment he stepped foot on stage. You know what I'm saying? And and it's sad, it's sad to know that, you know, people, uh, you know, of that caliber, you know, like yourself, you know, how we can go on. And even though you may have a host who don't understand their role, their part, or a feature who don't understand their role, their part, we're still skillful enough to be able to snatch that puppy in a direction where it needs to go so that the show can be, you know what I'm saying, be a dope show. I've set the the tone as a feature. That's just the the command that I demand when I get on stage. Like, I'm not a small dude. I'm 6'2 and, you know, Mm -hmm. 220. And, you know, it can be a overwhelming for somebody like, you know, see a big dude get on stage. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of times, you know, a taller comedian, you know, it's a little intimidating on stage. So, you know, you get on stage yeah. and it's like, all right, I automatically got the crowd's attention. Right. I, right. You know, I didn't realize how big I was until people kept saying I was big. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like you get on stage and be like, oh, Yo, you a big dude. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, right. you pick up that grown man weight. It's different than, you know, when you remember how small you used to be. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, so right. It's, it's funny, man. It's like, you know, you don't find too many small comedians, but it's like, I remember when I met Ture the first time, he's like, yeah. hey, you, 
you ain't no small dude, man. You a big comedian, yeah. dude. That's like, it's yeah. Like, it's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I work with, uh, I work, you know, well, Bo and I, we work with DL. Yeah. So, yeah. you yeah. know, Bo is another, you know, dude. Big dude. When he comes out, when he comes yeah. out, his statue just demands attention. And then, it, of course, he going to have the brim on with it. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right. That adds another few inches to the statue. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, right. Right, yeah, yeah I, that, I know what you're talking about. I that's, know what you're talking about. That. So, so uh, what year? What year was it when you when you jumped into the game? Oh man, um, like officially, mm-hmm. I would say um, I would say like right at seven years ago. But I was uh, I was flirting with it about two to three years prior to that. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then my wife got tired of me you know, playing around with it and like, you know, doing little hosting gigs or whatever or little parties. And she was like, no, nah, you, 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 you're getting ready to get booked. And I'm like, to do what? You know, so, uh, and then she kind of pushed me into what I call full time and doing it for real. So I would say real stand up time is seven years, man. Now, now how long, but you was, now you were promoting though, right? Or you were just like, you would like you hosting. Think- Hosting, okay, but mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I count. I count that, bro. Like you're yeah, like you. Yeah. yeah, you can't. So like you can't yeah. tell me that that wasn't. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I count all that, bro. Because stepping on yeah. stage, stepping on stage, like you, like don't right. don't limit yourself as far as what you were doing. Like you right, know, right. you gotta start when you start talking about like uh, what you were building your brand to be, or yeah. you know the name of of who you are. You know what I'm saying, yeah, and what man. you were doing. You know what I'm saying. It seemed like it was longer than that, though. Cause I'm telling you, I'm trying to remember when your name came up to me. It seemed like it was longer than seven, bro. Like it had I know, to be. But it's the weird. That's the weird part, man. Like even when people, uh, you know, like like some of the OGs used to tell me, yeah. I was only I was only two years in, and okay, they'd be in, and they'll be in the green room. They'd be like, man, I just. I just refuse to believe that you've only been doing comedy for two years. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, um, man. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I was talking with um, talking with my dude Lewis Johnson up there out of Denver. You know, mm-hmm. he does the cruise ships and things. And uh, Lou, Lou was asking me, "Say, Train, how long you been doing comedy, man?" And I told him, "He's like, all right, don't worry about. It. We're just gonna make it a solid ten. We gonna, we yeah, just, right, he right, said, right. He said, because you got that ten year vibe on you. <laughs> like, right, 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 right. Yeah, but." But my wife, she entered me into a, a comedy competition uh, seven years ago. And, okay. um, and um, I won. I didn't want to do it. She signed me up. I didn't even know about it. Uh, the whole time I'm on stage performing. And I was, it, was a, it was a comedy showcase and competition. And whoever won, you get to do seven to ten minutes at this comedy show that came to uh, one of the big theaters here in the city you get to be the opening act for it. So I was doing the show among other bona fide comics. And at the time where I didn't even know that this was a thing, uh, these people, they were either in comedy school or had graduated from comedy school. I didn't even know you can go to school for comedy or take a class for comedy. I'm just here because my wife signed me up and a friend of mine signed me up. I'm frustrated and mad at them that they got me in here doing this because I don't want to do nothing like this whatsoever. So I'm up there doing my set, first time ever doing a a full set alongside these other uh, comics. I think there's about like 10 or so comedians in that lineup. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, the whole time I'm doing my set, man, I'm like, man, this is 
this is stupid. Like I'm in my head saying like, oh my God, this is so dumb. Like, oh, this is, this is lame, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was like, I never listened to my wife again. So I was doing right. all this in my head. People, right. meanwhile, they're laughing, you know what I'm saying? At everything I say and I get a standing ovation and it's a mm. crowd, a audience participation type voting thing they had. And there were people who came in support of another community that ended up standing up voting for me. So I yeah. won the whole competition. And then two weeks later, I'm on this big stage at a sold out show at the uh, Times Union Theater okay. downtown. So uh, this, this real deal, you know what I'm saying? So two weeks into, you know, doing comedy, I'm on the big stage and I tell people all the time, I cut my teeth on the big stage, you know what I'm saying? Like in comedy, like I started out doing theaters and like arenas, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so uh, literally from that point, the rest is history. And then two years after that, I was on the road with DL. So, yeah. so having, having the environment that I was thrust into just forced me to develop, you know, at a certain pace. Yeah. So that when I'm around other people, they're like, nah, this dude is, a, this, we, we know this dude been in the game a long time. And it's, it really hasn't. It's just that the environment that I came up in yeah. forced me to develop, you know what I'm saying? And gave me some attributes that, you know, uh, a lot of rookies or novice just don't possess. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but the downside to, this, to it is this, based on how I came up in the game, the downside was, where most comics had an opportunity to go and do open mics, you know, crash and burn until they get it on their feet and, you know, be able to shine, then get a real show. I didn't have the open mic runs and the mm. go over here and work this out. So the downside was if I missed it or if I, if, if I struck out, it was going to be on a major platform, wow. <laughs> on a major show. And wow. that's the part people don't look at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, you know, so it was a lot of pressure there, you know what I mean? But, um, and then another thing too, Jay, that I had to develop in was, it was tough for me to do small rooms. Okay. Because I'm always in an environment where it's a big show, the energy is up here. And, you know, if you're in an arena, you got to project and you just, you know what I'm saying? You wide open. Yeah. And even down to like doing clubs, you know what I'm saying? The club is like still that environment and it, and the energy is different. But yeah. when you do a small room, you have to kind of adjust with your delivery because it's like, hey, dude, why are you yelling me right here? Like, you know, calm down, you know? And it's like, <laughs> it, and, and I, so to, to overcome that, um, that level of adjustment that I had to go through, um, my wife and I started doing rooms up north you know what I'm saying? Basement yeah. vibes and, you yeah. know, at the LOL, at the hop, right. you right, know, right. where you got like 15, 20 people there and, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's a different vibe, you know, it's a more right. intimate setting. Right. Uh, going to DC, you know what I'm saying? DC have like small rooms, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, uh, and not just New York, but like uh, Pennsylvania over in Scranton, White yeah. House, uh, White yeah. Hall, and, you know, all of that over there, the Poconos, you know what I yeah. mean? So yeah. I'm doing all these small rooms just to condition myself to be able to, you know, uh, learn how other people learn. Because when I started out, I came out on big ticket shows, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then from there, getting booked to host like major tours, you know what I'm saying? I'm 
hosting the Kings and Queens of Hip Hop Tour. You know, you got DMX, Juvie, Scarface, Trina, you know, uh, Trick Daddy and the whole nine. You know what I'm saying? So Yin Yang Twins. And these are arena shows. And you got this clean comic up there. And they're like, yes. this dude is ripping. But because my personality type, I'm the ultimate extrovert. You know what I'm saying? The more mm. people, the more I come alive. Cool. You know, yeah. and my, my wife, she's the opposite. She's an introvert. You know, we could be out and about in the city or doing something. And I was like, ooh, let's go over there. And she's like, why? I was like, there's a lot of people over there. Like, what's going on? And she's like, I don't want to go. It's like, why you don't want to go? She said, because there's a lot of people over there. You know, <laughs> so we're like the total opposite. So it has, that has worked in my favor with comedy, but I had to learn to kind of step away from that and yeah. stand flat footed and just do my set, no matter the size of the room. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And me being a people's person, I would get caught up in the energy of a big crowd. And then when it was time to do a small room, I would kind of go into a bubble, go into uh, a shell. And right. she'd be like, what's wrong with you? I was like, oh man, this, this, I remember one time I did a show and I got off stage early. She's like, you're not done? I said, yes, I am. She said, you can't be, you, what the contract said, you're supposed to do 45 minutes. I was like, man, I'm done. We'll get that money back. I'm done. But it was a small room yeah. and I didn't, and that was in the beginning stages. I was like, I just couldn't, you know, and then that's why I had to learn it's not about the size of the people. You do your material, stand flat-footed, and, and just deliver. And that's right. when I stepped into radio because radio helps you do that because yeah. you're away from the crowd, but you still have to, you know what I'm saying, do your thing to connect despite who's standing before you. Every, every show is different. And yeah, man. Every, every audience has its own personality. And mm -hmm. what I learned was uh, embrace the crowd to the point where you let them make the show what it's going to be. That's based good. Off, based off their energy. That's so good. I've had a small crowd give me more love than a big crowd. Man. And um, sometimes that laughter carries over to make it a way better show because you see people truly enjoying themselves Right. Because of the personal connection that you've given them back and forth because of the personal, the personal invitation that you have. Like right. I, and, I had and you a show one time. Right. To let right. that wave ride. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've had a show where it's like 12 people in the audience, and I'm five, six minutes in, and then another couple come in. And I said, All right, well, they they came in and uh we, we like to give y'all opportunity because everybody stood up and said what church day was a church part day of. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it's your first time visiting, so we want to go ahead. Right, y'all give it up. Y'all give it up for the welcome committee. You know what I'm saying? We got some um, donuts in the back for y'all after the service. You know, right, like, right, you know, stuff right. like that. You know, so it's funny because you know those, those are the uh, those those rooms. I get some of my best uh, ad libs or uh, tags or, or just multiple yeah. stories. Yeah, man. I got a joke I tell on stage right now about uh, a deaf person being in my audience. <laughs> that happened. That happened through a small crowd. Yeah. Now the joke that I tell, it happened in that small room. Whatever, whatever the joke that I tell happened in that small room. But I, I told a story the following show, the following weekend, of what happened the following week, and came up with one of my best jokes. 
Wow. Based off telling wow. what happened in that small crowd. You know what I mean? I believe it, man. I believe and, it, man. You know, so some of that stuff is gold. Uh, I believe it, I think man. the biggest show that I did was uh, opening for Sinbad. At, uh, nice. It was at an arena in uh, Winston-Salem. Nice. That was huge. And the, 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 the eruption or the delay of the, of the, 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 the laughter. Yeah, it's man. Over, it's overwhelming at first. You're like, damn, they laughed. They laughed like crazy on that one. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's a different energy. It's a different yeah. cadence. You know what I'm saying? Right. When you're doing a big show like that, and like you say, in, in an arena vibe like that, and you hear the, the, the laughter just like, it's just roaring. You know what I'm saying? And then you have to pause to not interrupt it, let it finish, and then you jump in at another point to, you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's a different... It's a different experience, man, and um, and I'm blessed to have you know have experienced those different you know uh, platforms. So right, um, right, yeah, it's 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 dope, man. That that is dope, dope. man. I, I I was going through your uh, your IG page and was looking at uh, all the flyers and stuff. It's funny, you know, we base our information off of shows. I mean, we base our information off of is he book? Is he working? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm looking yeah. at the joint like, yeah, nobody can't say he ain't working. It's funny, man. Like. <laughs> I get people yeah. come up to me like, man, I never heard of you. You know, uh, you know, I I've been living in Charlotte. I've been doing comedy for five years, man. I never heard of you. Like, nigga, I'm working. I'm working. Right. Like, what you right. Mean? I'm not here around here. Like, if I'm around here, I ain't making money. If I ain't making money, my kids ain't eating. Like, yo, bro, I ain't got time to be knowing who you On are. On this road, man. Right. On yo, this road. you hear somebody say that Bliss is official, just go with it, man. You go know what with saying? it. Like, man, like, I ain't got time to prove nothing to you, man. This ain't, you know what I mean? This ain't, uh, I ain't gotta prove nothing to you, you know. It's yeah, so funny, man. And, and you know, I uh, I really made a um, a real point. You know, I was really adamant about staying focused on that because, you know, unfortunately, the, the chemistry in Jacksonville, Florida, where I'm from, mm -hmm. is like if you really want that support from the hometown, yeah, then they have to see you being embraced outside of the city, and Absolutely. once they see that. And then they'd be like, oh, no, nah, no, nah, y'all not going to steal him from us. He belongs to us. You know what I mean? So yeah. then they'll rock with you even the more. So yeah. so, so being on that road, man, you know, uh, is a huge part of, you know, uh, what I think is good for the brand. Like you say, you know, you don't have time to be at no soirees and like, you know, like, hey, man, I never seen you. Like, because I'm on the road working. You know what I mean? I'm, like, I'm a little bit envious of Florida, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you why. Uh, you literally can work all year and not leave y'all state. That's true. That's you true. can work all year and not leave your state. And when I say you work all, I'm not talking about weekends. That's I'm true. About, I'm not talking about doing the week gigs. I'm talking about mm -hmm. weekend gigs. If yep. you are good enough and you are funny enough, you can literally book a club for every week in Florida, every weekend. That's true. And then not only that, but like uh, during the weeks, you know, like doing like yeah. weekday show, like. Right. Florida is a retirement state. Right. And you have a lot of uh, these retirement communities, you know what I'm saying? Retirement homes. That's a whole nother level of, um, of, of, uh, of business. Yeah. You know, they, they book shows for those old people, man. And yeah. you have some comics, you have some comics, just like you have comics on the club circuit. Yeah. There are some comedians on that retirement circuit. Yeah. Bruh. 
Yeah. Bro, yeah. they stay booked, just like you said. They stay yeah. booked. Yeah. And they never have to leave Florida. Just never had to leave Florida. Sarasota, Central Florida, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. You know, um, uh, yeah. what's the place where Trump got his little spot? Um, Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> Mar-a-Lago. Listen, I'm telling you, bro, you're right. You can, I know. If you if you if you smart enough, yeah. that's really what it is. It don't have nothing to do with being good. If it, you smart enough, just get your you money. Can, and like, man, when you when you when you gonna come to Chicago? I, I man, I'm booked all year, man. I ain't <laughs> <laughs> the cruise ships, all right. the cruise ships pull out of Florida. I'm right. telling you, man. Yeah, one of my right. fa- one of my favorite rooms to do is Vero Beach. I do Vero Beach oh, uh, usually once a year, and I do those shows down there. And the weird thing about Vero Beach is it's a great room. I mean, great room, great great aesthetics, but the early show was all old people. Yeah, I'm late telling show, you. And the late show was all young people. Yeah, and they so come the room, in, yeah. in, in, in flip flops and shorts. You yep, know what yep. I'm saying? <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a back energy. You know, they might have their beer, and they're like, "Yeah, God, go ahead and tell us. You know, tell us a joke." Like they're good people, man. Yeah, good, I got yeah. in. The, I got in the uh, ABFF, the ABFF wings competition from a clip I sent from Vero Beach. Nice. The clip. In nice. Like, yeah, I'm they, telling you, man. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's some good rooms in Florida. You can definitely work down here in Florida. Yeah. Um, and a lot of comics don't understand how much of a blessing that is because, you know, like up north, you know, you can get on, like, say New York. Yeah. You know, you can get on stage, you know, uh, uh, um, like 20 times at least in one week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and really, if you if you do it right, you can knock that out, say, like in three days. In three days, you can hit the stage 20 different times. Yeah, because like the way that you know, like uh, some of those rooms, like LOL used to do, they have like a seven o'clock show. You know, they have a show every hour from seven to maybe like one in the morning, mm-hmm. and then you go up and you whatever slot you're in, say you man number three, you go up and do your uh, you know your ten to fifteen or whatever. So when you come out of off stage from the seven thirty show, it's time for you to go upstairs or next door how they got got the room set up, and time you come off stage you run upstairs to the next room and it's time for you to get on stage again because it's time for the third man and you do that all night up until like one o'clock in the morning so yeah so it's like so my point is the environment that's up north and the kind of rooms that they have you have an opportunity to really get some stage time in but Mm -hmm. there are some cities you know like midwest they don't really have that opportunity you know what i'm saying uh, out in LA, they don't really have that opportunity to get that amount of stage time in. But Florida, you know what I'm yeah. saying, is a place where, like you say, not only will you have an opportunity to get stage time, but if you're smart, you can be getting paid stage time. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. ain't just around here, like, just trying to work something out. Uh, like, because there's so much work down here, man. It really is. So, so, so the fact that you said that you didn't do the open mic part of your early part, do you go to open mics now? Do you work out material? Do you you find places to go now? Yeah, I do now. Uh, but I'm telling you, it was so weird. Like, um, it was so weird trying to get me t- into that open mic, uh, uh, you know. Like the routine of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the yeah. concept of it and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably like for the first, maybe like the first three to four years of me being in the game. Mm-hmm. was the first four years of my wife trying to like, you know, like you got to go to do this open mic, but we, I didn't have the time and I didn't have like, I didn't like Jacksonville. We, 
might have had two rooms that you can go and do some open mic stuff. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But it was it was so so hacky. You know what I mean? It's like oh man, yeah, because I mean? like, the whole the whole uh, <laughs> the whole mixed bag of comedians that's there is the crazy exactly part. exactly. So, you know. so, so I felt like I can get I can get more work in just on a show. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. you know you you like you said the other night. You don't go and do a whole brand new. Uh, a brand new seven, <laughs> yeah. You're doing a whole brand new seven. Is you crazy? Brand new yeah, seven. Like, 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 just do a new three and mix it up with a. With yeah, a whole man. Phone. Yo, yo, I'm gonna tell you right now. I think we was on Clubhouse. We were talking about that, but I'm laughing because. I say, yo, how ballsy is that? Like you go, like you, you going up on stage <laughs> with a brand new slate of material. Like you ain't test nothing out. Like, hey, boom. Like I'm like, yo, yeah. I don't even listen. I don't even think Dave Chappelle do that. Like that's hey, crazy. Yeah. Like, that's so crazy, like, you ain't told none of the stuff to nobody. You just <laughs> you just coming out with a brand new seven. And so, I've seen the OGs do it that way. Where they like, I know, I like, like, okay, working with DL. Right. I know his whole hour word from word. Right, you know what I'm right. saying? I right. know his set. You know what I mean? And if he and if he go and throw an audible, I know which which audible play he's getting ready to transfer to. Like yeah. I know his stuff. Right. But I've also seen him where he'll pepper in when he's working on like a new project. Yeah. He'll pepper in a few minutes of that new material. But he's not gonna just do a whole, not saying he can't, but it's no. like. You know, like Steve Harvey said, and something you alluded to earlier, when you, every show is different. Every yeah. vibe is different. Yeah. And you have to do something that will cater to those people feeling like what you did was for them. Yeah, and yep, yep, yep. You see what I'm saying? Yep. And, and I heard Steve Harvey talking about that. He, he mirrored it with like, uh, like, uh, like musicians or like uh, uh, song artists. He was like, okay, we bought your album when it's time for the concert, you don't just do what's on the album only. And you don't just do what's on the album, how it's on the album. He's like, you you put some flavor in there, mix it up, give us something new or add something to some to the original so that the people who came to see you feel like they had something different than what is on the album. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like concert is different than saying, okay, you bought my album, that means y'all like me. So bring me to your city and I'm just saying what I do on the album. It's like, no, it's like as an artist, you got to know how to make a show. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and he said comedy is the same way. He was like, make sure you give whatever show you're doing, give that club, give that particular crowd something special so that they feel like, oh, this was for us. You know what I'm saying? So absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, man. That, that's 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 perfect. That is absolutely yeah. perfect, man. That's a good Good representation because sometimes we forget we get on stage and we, we do our sets the same way every time we don't fall it we don't throw any personality into it uh sometimes you do gotta do a little crowd work somebody gotta mess with somebody in the audience and keep bringing it up that person keep yep. bringing that person up during the show you know what i mean it's it's and like those are the things and the concept behind it is this and i've i've morphed that into um being i think the concept that i'm going to share with you mm-hmm. is the same concept that we took to, um, you know, doing our show here in Jacksonville, you know, I have a show, A Train Live, The Experience, and it's the largest independent show in the city for the last six years. And one of the things that people, they're like, hey, man, how are you able to do what you do, sell out shows? Because Jacksonville is not a pre-sale ticket market Mm -hmm. for nothing. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? 
so we've like really made uh like made a name and done some very unorthodox things and people have a lot of questions on how and my wife and i usually tell them that the difference between us and most shows that you see in the city a lot of times people throw shows at people or a yeah. comedian will like yeah man i'm coming i'm coming to duval man i've got a show i'm doing about four shows this weekend two on friday night two on saturday y'all come rock with me and it's a difference between throwing a show at a person versus doing a show for the people. Yeah. So what we do, we do the show for the people. And what I put together, the lineup, I put it, I'm putting it for the people. And if you don't, just like you talked about those comedians who get on the show and you cussing as a host, not knowing that the headliner, he don't even curse. And right. you, don't, you haven't even done your homework to really, uh, you know, spy out the land. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times, you know, in my experience, what I see, you know, comics do or other, you know, uh, people who like to throw shows, they do just that. It's like they just grab this person, grab that person, like, all right, y'all come see it versus finding out what that market prefer. Yeah, right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because right. what 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 a work in Chicago won't work in North Carolina. You know, the funny thing is, man, I've mentioned this on the podcast a number of times is uh, I'm glad I started doing comedy in the South. Um, Southern yeah. comedians translate across the country way better than any other market. I'm trying to tell you. Translate. They, think, they, they think Midwest does it. But Midwest too. Midwest too. But but Southern, you can like, go, you can be from the Midwest, like in Chicago, and come down South and your jokes don't translate. But get this though. This this mm -hmm. the part that I be trying to uh, point out to them cats who who like to give all the credit to the Midwest comics for being the most uh, uh, versatile and, and diverse and, and applicable to like all audiences. But when you think about it, most of the work come from the South. Yeah. Even people who live in L.A., they might live in L.A., you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, whatever rich area out there in L.A., but where they work at every week out of the year <laughs> is in the south. Yeah, is in yeah. the south. They getting their money from the south. From so the you south, might yeah. be, you might be a Chicago comic and you feel like oh, uh, multiple audiences you know relate to us. But who where to work at? Yeah, yeah. Most I, of the work is in the south. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. I do. I will agree with that because you know you got yeah East Coast, yeah East Coast East and Coast. the south. Yep, and the south. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. that's dope, bro. I yeah. mean, uh, so so you better you you better know who uh Smokey uh, uh Pokeball is. You better know yeah. who. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm telling you, if you want to survive, you know. Yeah, what I mean? it's easy yeah. to step. It's easy to step on toes. You know, not knowing you stepping on toes, but you know, like I said, you know, you try to relate and and be friendly with as much many people as you can. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I got mm -hmm. I got. I got one person I had some beef with a little while ago in the club. I keep seeing them pop on the clubhouse, but every time me and that person get in the same room, one of us bop bounce out. Like he's like, no, nah, I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't want to deal with that today. So <laughs> wow. but eventually, I mean, it'll all blow over, you know what I mean? But I just I always said to myself, that person is probably gonna need you before you're gonna need them. So don't even don't even sweat it. You know what I mean? But it's just like one of those things, like, you know, sometimes personalities just don't mesh. You meet somebody and then they just don't vibe with you. And, um, you know, I always I always count myself as a being a real person, a real stand up person. And, you know, I don't throw no punches and nothing like that. I'm just who I am. 
but you know, for some reason, just didn't vibe with that person. We did not vibe that weekend. I was like, never again. You know what I'm saying? Right, <laughs> like, right, never, right, right. Never again. You can don't worry about right. me being on stage with that person ever again. You know what I mean? And it happens, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. happens, bro. It happens, yep. man. Yeah. I just try to, I just try to, you know, what they say, you know, keep my head down keep and keep head shooting. Down and keep shooting. There you go, man, yep, man. all the time. Yeah. So yep. what I what I like to do on on the Bliss is Ignorant podcast, man, is um you know if you've ever watched the uh, actor studio with James Lipton back in the day, he would shoot questions off at his guests, and then they would just have to answer the first thing that came to their head. So I'm okay, gonna bust you off with a couple of these. I done remixed it a little bit, but uh, what's your favorite word? Oh, man, my favorite word is uh uh. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah that, 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 go with every, that go with everything. Man. That goes with everything, man. Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. man. Um, what's your least favorite word? Toxic. Yo, listen, man. Between <laughs> everything is toxic between, in, between, this, in, this, somebody, in this day and time. It's like, somebody brought that up to me. Well, okay, so that's come up a couple times on the podcast. So toxic is one, and then cap and no cap is the other one. Like people keep saying, I get tired of like. Like I'm done with that. Like I think I had Todd Davis on. Todd Davis was like, um, I, I'm, uh, I want to bury Cap and no Cap right now. Like I don't want to hear that. No again, never again. I agree. I agree. And then before that, what uh, I just got tired of hearing was uh, people say at the end of the day, oh my uh, god. So I hated uh, it, bro. So at the end of the day, at well, the end I, of the uh, day. So, so 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 here's the thing. Here's the thing. I was getting on people when Kevin Hart came out with his third or fourth special. Mm-hmm. And every comedian was saying, with that being said. With that being said. And oh at the God. end of the day. And I was like, y'all don't even realize that y'all using this man's tag and cadence on stage because y'all trying to emulate him. Right. And then want to talk about the dude. If you want any of his specials, he always say, with that being said, or at the end of the day, uh, you know, and, and that's yep. that's his cadence. So I'm that's like, his. you don't even talk like that. That's I don't his. even use them terminologies. Yep. Why am I going to start saying that on stage? You know what I mean? Yeah, yep. so, you're right. Um, you're right. Yo, yeah. And, uh, you know, you hear it and you're just like, man, come on, man. Like, yeah, y- y'all don't yep. even realize y'all y'all trying to turn into this dude. And you, mm-hmm. you basically letting me know as a comedian and you've been on comedy for 12 years, you ain't found your voice yet because you, you still trying found to sound your like voice somebody yet. else. Yep. So, you know, that's yep. that's like that's why when I when I know when I get <laughs> on stage, nobody can say that they I sound like any other comedian because I sound See? just like me on stage. I Period. don't I don't I don't, nope, I don't do no whole well, woo, 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 woo. I don't have no little catchphrases or whatever and all that. Other, right. you know, I just right. know that's what it is. You know what I mean? You just do you, man. I just you do, do you. It. You know what yeah. I mean? Yep. And that's where comedy really stems from, your authentic self. Your authentic self and just tell your story, man, and your opinions yep. on, on how you live your life. You know what I mean? That's like the best way to do it. That's um, it. I have a, I have a, uh, I have a slogan I use. It's bite my hair behind me. TTBS. TTBS stands for that's that bullshit. <laughs> anything and everything you absolutely no control over your life that's that bullshit okay so <laughs> oh my God. um this is a big seller man this this one, I, I believe let me it. tell you let me tell you something i think i think you was on i think you was on that call i think you was on that call with um i think you was on that call we were on clubhouse and the dude came in and was trying to sell merchandise and he was asking people what they paid for their merchandise and 
And I said, yo, can you beat 450? And somebody was like, they said, yo, you get 450? And I was like, yeah. And then, then, then Rodney Perry was like, uh, what kind of shirt is it? I said, Gildan. He's like, I don't like Gildan. I said, I ain't asked you, Rodney. Like, don't. Right, don't. right, right. <laughs> like, but this, 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 this shirt right here, this shirt right I here. I remember that, man. This shirt right here, uh, the, the company that I go through to buy these shirts, I am their second largest, uh, I'm their second largest client before the pandemic wow. behind Applebee's. Wow. Yeah, that's how much that's, that's how merch big, I was bro. selling. Yeah, that's how much merch that's I was selling. Big, bro. So like when I used to go do shows uh, before the pandemic, uh, I was getting three times what the club was giving me just off merch. Off merch. So that's, people would be like, it. "How do you want to roll featuring?" And I go, "Oh, I'm making I'm making more money in the headliner sometimes." They like for real, like yeah, my merch. They like what man? So that that TTBS right there, like that was that's it right there. So see, stands for that's that bullshit, right? So in your mind, what's TTBS to you? Like what what is anything and everything you have no control of? What is that's that bullshit to you? <laughs> like well, just name something, just name something. Like, oh well, I would say it's, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh women, 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 uh women who are not Bad bad body women wearing those uh those uh those, uh, bad body those women. onesies, you know what I'm saying? Those ones, those body suits, those body suits. <laughs> he said bad body women. That's funny as hell, bro. You know that's funny. That's funny because you know on the on the on the on the porn sites, BBW stand for something else. But I'm gonna start seeing the bit bad body women. That's what I'm gonna start using it. That's what is funny, yo. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, so the the opposite of that is uh is the shit. So what is the shit to you? Like what is like the, just the ultimate to you? Oh man. Um anybody anybody who's like uh <laughs> my wife will be come to my your wife, your wife. Uh, yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> Hey man, we talked about that too uh, on there when you had your introduction to your wife on Clubhouse, man. Um, you know, having a woman in your corner in this game, bro, is is definitely a gem, bro. Like it's you know, not everybody has that opportunity or has that that luxury. You know what I yeah. mean? Because um, it's it's helpful. It's way more helpful than it's hurtful. That's for sure. It is. It yeah. is. Mm-hmm. The, and, and and I had to grow to really embrace it. Mm-hmm. And 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 love it for what it is. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not going to sit here and be like, "Oh yeah, man, I was always no." It was I I I had to learn to spot the beauty in it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And yeah. uh, to tell like uh, one of my one of my homeboys, you know, he's single and he's always teasing me to my train. Listen to your wife train, but he said in a way of like you know, <laughs> like he's being funny. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. He's like train. You need to listen to your wife train. And uh, he'd say, uh, he'd say, I wish I had a wife. Uh, I, I'll listen to my wife. And I was like, no, you won't. You won't. You won't. Right. You know? I was like, right. I see, I've seen you in Asia. I was like, you won't listen to your own mama. You ain't going to listen to your wife. So right, right. we joke about that. But I bring that up to say this. It's like, you know, having a wife like I have who brings so much to the table and 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 helps me in the, in the areas that she helps and supports me with this comedy. Uh I tell people you have to be a certain man to even 
have that level of wife by your side because if not, then it's going to be problems because one of the things that people on the outside tend to not see or recognize is they like to attach to the beauty, to the highlights of it. Like, oh man, you got your wife helping you with this. Oh man, you got your wife helping with that. But as a man, I had to learn to embrace it because there's no turnoff. Like she's right. always on. You right. know what I'm saying? Like you can't tell your wife, oh, just help me with this over here. I don't need you to tell me what was over here. So the areas that I felt like, you know, I just want to be sloppy in and just let me be sloppy because I'm sloppy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, let me be half cocked. I'm half yeah. cocked. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah. And your wife would be like, no, uh, we need to work on this too. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, uh, like, can we get an agreement where you just help me on the stuff that I want to be helped on? Like, <laughs> right, right. So my point is, like, from a real place of, you know, of like keeping people at a at a balance, you know, perspective because the help is beautiful and it's it's admirable and I appreciate it. Number one, I haven't always been at the place of being able to recognize it, and then number two, I haven't always been the kind of person to be able to receive it. And 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 the way I was not receiving it is because uh, I didn't know that it came with a with a with a non shut off button. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. what you guys see on the comedy side, that's just a spillover from us in other areas of my life. We rock together on everything anyway. Yes, yeah, that, yeah. That comedy component is just another notch. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Where where people find us really glued together, like you know what I'm saying, like tight, like super glue. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So my so my like I told you, 22 years ago, I wouldn't even think about doing comedy. She's the one that told me. Yeah. Like I think you need to be doing comedy. I'm yeah. like, I ain't. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. And I wish I had started back then, but I didn't. Yeah, we all wish we had started way earlier than we would did. You know what I mean? I started, I was in my 30s. So, yeah, I mean, I wish I had started way earlier, too. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, if if no one knew who you were and I had to introduce you to the world, uh, you know, what would be your walk-on music? <laughs> uh, my walk-on music is uh, Frankie Beverly made Before I Let Go. Before I Let Go, the, the original. So you, yeah, like, not the Beyonce version, the regular one. Yeah, that's what right, I'm talking right, about. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, all right, so... All right, you retire from the game, and it's time for you to bounce out. What's your walk-off music? Oh, man. Uh, um, uh, um, what's my man's name? Um, I'm old school, and I'm telling you. I got uh, you. Donnie Taylor, last $2. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay, yeah, you old school. <laughs> That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Donnie Taylor, baby, these yeah. last Yes, sir. Now, if you if you weren't doing comedy, uh, what profession do you think you would be in? Uh, corporate uh, facilitating. Corporate facilitating. Yeah, I okay. uh, that's my background before I got into comedy. I was uh -huh. doing that like uh, eighteen years, so I love it. Yeah, cool. Train, uh, corporate training. Corporate yeah, training yeah, 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 yeah. I was um, I was in I was in corporate America. I got a business management major. I was a district manager for a grocery store for a while. And then I was in, uh, I was a product manager for bank for 17 plus years. Nice. So yeah, I was, yeah, I was in Jacksonville for a lot of stuff for Bank of America before. So I was See? like, yeah, yeah, I was the, I was a cash vault product manager. So I was in charge of whole cash vaults across the country for the bank. 
Man, I've been in Jacksonville a couple times. Yeah, I've been in Jacksonville a couple times. Like, you know, yeah. like they wilding down here. Like y'all need to get these places in order. Like y'all about to get robbed of them. You know what I mean? Like, that, yeah. that, matter of fact, uh, speaking of Bank of America, it was the mm-hmm. Bank of America on the corner of Bay Meadows Road and Bay Meadows Way. Uh huh. And do robbed them in broad daylight. Wow. He. When he come out the bank, cops waiting on him. He jumps in the car, or he took off running. He didn't even have time to get in his car. He took off running when he came out of the building because the police was, they was waiting on him to come out. You know what I mean? Right. So when he took off running, he ran uh, like like uh, about two buildings over to a Wendy's drive-thru. It was a lady in the drive-thru at the window, at a, in a, a Wendy's drive-thru window. She, she had a kid in the back seat. He jumped in her car, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, carjacked her, pushed her out the way or whatever, and he drove off in her car. And when he turned onto Bay Meadows out of the drive-through line, the police—they're already on him, dude. Right. They open up on that dude, man. Like I'm—I was at the barber shop across the street, and it was like boom, 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 boom. And they they opened up so many bullets on him. One of the bullets ended up hitting the kid in the back seat. Oh my god! But he had just robbed that bank, Barnett Bank. Uh, I'm not Barnett Bank. Bank of America on the corner of Bay Meadows Road and Bay Meadows Way. And that was like broad daylight, man. So well, Barnett Barnett was they they merged with Barnett. Like Barnett, we we we. I remember I was working with the bank when we took over Barnett. Like we we wow. took that we took that bank over. When you say wow. Barnett, it used wow. to be Barnett. Like I know yeah. exactly because I, I forgot about that. Yeah. So, so it was a, it was a thing here in the city. Like people knew Barnett Bank mm-hmm. and bank because Barnett Bank used to be in the hood. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So the one that was on Edgewood and Lim Turner. Used to uh-huh. be an old that bank, and they switched it to Bank of America or whatever. And they would get robbed a couple times a week. Like, it was like... <laughs> Listen, <laughs> like, let me tell you something. Don't even go to that bank. Because let me tell you robbed. what's funny as hell, uh, A-Train. You just said something that I'm going to tell you right now. Bro. I told you that I, I used to do the, the comedy zone in Jacksonville, and I'm not allowed yeah. there no more because of the beef that I got with the owner, right? <laughs> I remember when I was down there, I was down there for that Christmas break and I was doing some Christmas shopping. I was getting stuff for my kids, getting it all ready for when I got back in town and had all their Christmas stuff together, whatever. I was making my money. Yeah. I remember, I remember having to go to Lim Turner Walmart. I remember having to go down there because my daughter wanted a DS and they had it there. So I had yeah. to go down there to get the one that she wanted and I remember getting it. And I remember doing that show that night and I got on stage and I said, I got one question for y'all Duvall. And they were sitting there waiting. I said, who the fuck is Lim Turner? And they, they, they was like, well, I was like, and what did he do to deserve the negativity that goes on his boulevard? Like everybody, everybody, yo, they was like, yo, yo, they laughed so hard. And I said, I don't know who Lim Turner is. But I don't like him at all. Like it was like it was like like I'm from I'm from Camden, New Jersey. And when I went down that joint, I said, "Man, what in the hell is 
ain't safe at all. Like I was like at all. Like, <laughs> no, no, that's hilarious, man. Yeah, that's never heard of. That's and then you know we have every city got their street. You yeah, know every I mean? everyone. Like, yeah, yeah. It has a every city has a Compton. You know yes, I mean? sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, or Crenshaw. Yes, know? sir. Yes, sir. And and in Jacksonville, you know, Moncrief is our, you know, Moncrief, you know, Lamb Turner, right. <laughs> all of that is that's our Crenshaw. Man. <laughs> when I said it, man, the crowd went crazy, man. They was laughing so hard. They're like, man, this dude wild. Because he knew I wasn't from there. But right. when I asked, I said, I just got to ask y'all. I was like, who the hell is Lim Turner, man? And I was Lim like, hey, yo. <laughs> I was like, you remember the, the, last, the last special that Cat Williams did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that last Netflix he did, he, right. shot, he shot that here in Jacksonville. Right. And the first, I'd say probably about the seven, maybe about seven to ten minutes, if not more, of his set was all on the hoods <laughs> in, in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yeah. And Cat Williams went in on it, you hear me? And yeah. the first neighborhood he called out was where I was raised at, man. <laughs> That's funny, man. That is so funny. And I, yeah, I, I remember going to Jacksonville when I was younger. Like, um, I was 13 years old. My mom sent me down there for the summer uh, to stay with my stepdad because I was wilding out. She was like, yo, get on the plane. You down there for the summer. And I remember I, I didn't know anybody. I think my, 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 uh, my stepdad's wife at the time she had a nephew and I was hanging with him for the whole summer. And I remember like going across the railroad tracks, we was eating, uh, what is the, the, uh, the ices in, inside the styrofoam cups? Honey drippers. Honey drippers. We was going, <laughs> to this lady, we was going to this lady's house on the side window and she was selling them to us for like 50 cent. And we were, we, we yeah. those. I was across the railroad tracks. I remember it was a store there called Iceman where they yeah. were buying their clothes from. I was like, yo, country, yo, like, yo. I said, y'all been. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I said, y'all. It must have been where I was. I said, y'all bam as hell down here. I remember going down there and I had some uh, Sacconis on that summer, and nobody knew what they were. They was like, dude, what kind of shoes are those? I was like, the Sacconis, and they was like, we ain't never seen them joke. And I was like, I said, y'all have y'all got spot bills? They was like, nah, you know. <laughs> I was like, yo, and I was like, and I was tripping because they had school in August. I was still down there, and I was like, yo, y'all go to school tomorrow. It's like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yo, we'll, I don't go back to school until after Labor Day. They're like, what? I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I had a whole summer I spent in Jacksonville. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yep. She, if, if she had known in the belly, she would have kept you up there because it was worse for you in Jacksonville. During well, it was, it was more or less like uh, she just needed me to get away because I was getting in trouble with my friends and stuff like that. But exactly. when I got down there, man, like they just welcomed me in. Like the Southern hospitality is like, yo, yeah. man. This cat from up north, I was teaching them stuff about up north. They would teach me stuff about down south, and it was just like a good summer, you know. I was just chilling. Nice. So this yeah. probably was like what early nineties. This was uh, this was let me see. When I was in junior high, um, it was Okay, okay. Nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, nineteen eighty seven. That was it. Was lit during that time. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, it I'm was, telling you, like, I'm from an era of like, you know, like, you know, I love when I came up. You know what I mean? But you know, because I was introducing them to hip hop stuff. Hip hop stuff they didn't know about. They was telling me about groups they liked and shit like that. You know what I mean? Listen, eighty seven. That's mm -hmm. when. Uh, first of all, you know, crack hit the scene in eighty five. Yeah. 
So 87, everything was like full New Jack City type vibe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, man. It was a yeah. different city during that time. But here's the thing, I wasn't really afraid um because I was from I was from the hood. So it was yeah. like I just got down there and I just was like, you know, we were still kids. So yeah. kids wasn't really getting in the mix unless you was really in that life. Right. But, you know, you can get into some conniving stuff, you know, you just out there looking for girls and you know, right. doing what you want to do as a right. you know, as a 13-year-old, you know what I mean? Right. So right. yeah, right. but yeah, I, I I yeah, that was that was what it was, man. But That's listen, not- man, listen, uh, listen, this has been great, man. I appreciate you jumping Same. on my podcast, man. And um, shoot, I'm a, hopefully get a chance to get you on again uh, sooner than later. Um, yeah, but, yeah, man. I enjoyed yeah, it. No yeah. doubt, man. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for thanks for being a guest on the Bliss is Ignorant podcast, man. I'm going to talk to you soon, man. One love, brother. All right.